Jared. And my name is Elle. And you're listening to The New Leaf Project. Friends, we got a, a great episode today. We're going to do something a little bit new uh, because we, we took our little recorder to uh, one of our learning parties and we've got presenters. Uh, and so we're going to do a whole series of these. Uh, so this one comes to you from Kingston, Ontario, the learning party we had there. Uh, and who are we hearing on the podcast? Uh, who's on this episode? So this episode is featuring uh, a gentleman by the name of Andrew Benson, and he's created what I think is such an awesome nonprofit, I guess it would probably be the right way to describe it. It's called The Joyful Project. And what they essentially do, I don't want to give all of it away because Andrew will talk about it, but they sell these ethically sourced products and they design things for you, which is really cool. Uh, but then they also come to these events and have started things called the Concert for Socks and all these other cool events across Canada. So I had never heard of Andrew before, and I love hearing new stories of people who see something and give it a shot. And he's been uh, quite successful with these. So uh, that's who we're hearing from today. This is Andrew Benson and his talk at our learning party in Kingston about the Joyful Project. Take it away, Andrew. What's really interesting about um, the Joyful Project and me is that even though I started it uh, a few years back, whenever people to this day ask me, uh, so what's the Joyful Project? What's that all about? Um, I, I don't ever really know how to answer that. And so, um, so I'll t I, I can only share stories. So I'll share a story of sort of how we got going. And I can kind of bust up what we do into two categories, one being sort of a global impact, um, and the other being more of a local impact. Um, so globally, kind of what we're really after and trying to do is find creative ways to address uh, human trafficking, sex trafficking, poverty. Because uh, a lot of times, these are just huge buzzword issues uh, in the world that we don't really know what to do with. Uh, and I talk to people all the time, they're like, don't know how to make that first step. So we got this really great relationship with a group in Calcutta, India called Freeset Global. Uh, they employ women who are vulnerable to sex trafficking. And they make some really awesome clothes. And they're, they're paid super well, they're given health benefits, childcare, all kinds of great things, it's totally loved on. And so we support them by advocating for what they do, raising awareness, uh, but also selling the clothes that they make, which is awesome, and we love it. The other big thing that's on our heart, and so this kind of goes to the local piece, and that's that been really wanting to see like what Jesus is up to in the nightlife of cities. And so we do shows in bars and pubs and different music venues in Canada. And yeah, right here. So this is not actually like a really cool hip church. This is a, uh, the Goodwill Social Club uh, in Winnipeg, which is a really amazing music venue. If you've ever been to Winnipeg uh, and you want to check out a cool indie show, go to the Goodwill Social Club. So... That's the spiel that I often ramble off. And people ask me, so what's the Joyful Project? What is that all about? That's kind of the bare bones thing. And I could share all kinds of how we do things and all that, but I, something that's been on my heart today as I've been listening to the stories is how do things start? And some of those rough roads that take us who knows where. Uh, because some of the realities of, of what I've been doing and with what we've been doing um, some of my biggest opposition has actually been other Christians. And, uh, and that's kind of brutal. So the whole, the whole thing with Freeset and the trying to address sex trafficking came from uh, a story from when I was working at a drop-in in downtown Edmonton. 
um, when I was working for the Salvation Army. And funny enough, I, I really feel like, and I still work for them, so I, I feel like I can say this, but we're like the bread mafia. We control the flow of day-old bread in cities all across Canada. Let me tell you, we control it. If it's day-old bread, we get, we get the say in where it goes, let me tell you. So we're in the van, and if you could picture this, if you could picture these vans, you know, like the Ford Econoline with like the side sliding door and, and that. So I'm with uh, James, another v- volunteer. He's in a store buying smokes. I should note, um, and this is the, the story came to mind when I saw the, the cross with the crutches. He's on crutches, um, and I'm just parked there, and I'm waiting. And, you know, James is coming back around the front, and he's getting into the car. And then all of a sudden, the side door just, wham, slides open. This woman jumps in the van, closes the door, and says, don't open the door. And, like, I've barely turned around, and this guy just whips open the door, at which point she grabs, you know, the handle and just, boom, boots this guy in the guts. And now James is, like, with his crutches trying to, like, bag him away. All this is happening. I've now locked eyes with this guy for what seemed like 10 minutes, but it was probably five seconds. And then James just looks at me and says, bro, drive. <laughs> and so I click, we're going. She's trying to close the door. These things happen more often than I'd like to admit. <laughs> so this, so we're driving now. So how was your day? I share this story because sex trafficking has been something that was on my heart for a number of years leading up to this. And it was one thing I realized from that moment and the months that happened is that things change when you can put a name and a face to something. So sex trafficking all of a sudden became Cheryl. And I could tell you how she likes her coffee. I could tell you what kind of movie she's into. I could retell stories she told me when she was a teenager and would sneak out with her friends. Well, damn, now i got to do something, <laughs> right? Uh, and a friend of mine, Danielle, uh, kind of put me on to this group called Freeset in Calcutta. We sell clothes uh, made by women who have left sex trafficking. I all have no retail experience. Prior to this moment, I pushed carts at Sobeys. That was my only retail experience. Uh, so, um, but I knew I had to do something, and so I just decided to go for it. And I contacted them, and I said, hey, how can I help? What can I do? Um, and then next thing you know, like, things are happening. We ordered 50 T-shirts, sold them out of the back of my car, you know, and, uh, and we carry on, carry on. And, you know, we're heading into our third year now uh, of selling clothes made by, made by these women in Calcutta, India, with a sort of long-term dream of having a similar model of, like, what they're doing there in India, here in Canada. But of course, as you know, dreams take a while to unfold sometimes. So that's the story that leads up to that. You know, it's these moments that happen when you just have to do something and respond, even though you really have no idea what to do. There's lots of days I still don't know what to do. The concert. Um, we do a whole series now, Concert for Socks. We've got a tour coming up in December. Uh, we're going Winnipeg, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, and all on my visa. So I'm really excited with that. Um, <laughs> I wish that that wasn't actually any of the joke. That wasn't a joke. That was, it is 100% on my visa right now. Um, but again, it starts with a story. So I was, uh, I was working downtown, and, um, you know, these two guys came in off the street, and they were like, hey, man, do you have any socks? And I was like, ooh, do I ever? Uh, I've got two pairs actually out back. 
So I went out back, and I was like so stoked that I had two pairs for these two guys. So I go back, I get the two pairs of socks, I come up to the front room, and there's a third guy. Come on! So I was like, oh, I'm really sorry, but I only have like two pairs of socks. I don't know what to do. And then amongst, the, the, amongst themselves, these three guys decided um, who could wait an extra day for, to come back and, and get socks. So uh, they took off their shoes. They were having a conversation. And eventually one of the guys was like, you know what, man, I can, I can try mustard seed down the street or, or I'll come back tomorrow. And that kind of pissed me off because I really wanted to give them socks. So I knew some friends that were in some bands. Uh, I knew a bar owner uh, in the downtown. And I said, we need to do a concert for socks. What do you want to call it? I don't know. Concert for socks. And uh, <laughs> I know, right? I know the brainstorming is just off the charts. Uh, and so we did this concert for socks, and we got a ton of socks. I mean, a ton. I mean, well, okay, a ton of socks, like maybe 300 pairs. And uh, it was awesome. And then so the next year, we did it again. And then the next year, we did it again. And uh, it became more about uh, just collecting socks. And it really became about sharing people's stories and the fact that, you know what, um, when homeless guy becomes Jerry and you find out all about him, you realize all the stuff he got in common with him. And socks are definitely a thing we have in common. And so this concert for socks has turned into not just a fundraiser to get socks, but also an opportunity uh, for people who don't have a voice to have a voice. Um, their own voice. I pass the mic, you know. Um, they don't need me to be their voice. And it becomes this beautiful thing. And this is the first year that we're touring it. We've only ever done it in one city, in one venue, in one year. Um, but this year we decided to tour it and engage local churches to come out uh, and build relationships with people in the clubs or the bars, wherever we happen to be. Yeah, so that's kind of Jesus in the nightlife. It's a good time. Thank you. Thank you. That was Andrew Benson from our learning party in Kingston. So great to hear some of the stuff he's doing. Um, I know the event has already um, passed by of this concert for socks idea, but I love it. I mean, socks are some of the most requested and least donated items um, yeah. in homeless shelters. And no one wants to put on a dirty, wet sock. I know even in my town here in Kitchener, like my church did a huge fundraiser for socks. So I love the idea. It's coming together for others and it's, it's like a fun time. Who doesn't want to go to a concert for socks? And, and here's what I love about going to learning parties is, uh, you know, it, first, it's a way to uncover Canadian stories. Uh, Andrew did not set out in his life to become a tour promoter right. and raise and try and get socks. Right. Uh, it's a product of paying attention to your environment, doing that kind of stuff. What I love about learning parties, <laughs> parties, <laughs> they... Uh, they inspire people to just try things. And uh, Andrew, I know he inspired a lot of people mm -hmm. and a lot of people are going to be, uh, I, I'm hoping, hearing this podcast and they're going to go out there and start something. You, The key is to take one step and just start something and then you never know where you're going to wind up. Um, and uh, so if you were out there, you're listening and you would like to have a learning party in your city, uh, we would love to come and help you host it. How would they go about doing that? Elle? What would be a first step if someone's listening to this and like, you know what? We have not had a learning party in my city and I want to inspire people around me. What would they do? Uh, the first thing would be just to give us a give us a shout. Yep. So send an email to myself, l at newleafnetwork.ca or Jared, Jared at newleafnetwork.ca. Or info at we have admin. We have a lot of emails. You know what? Make one up <laughs> and it'll still come to us. 
Yeah, I mean, reach out to us. Like, that's probably the best place to start. You know, the coolest thing is that we're not this, like, body or group that comes with these stories. These are actually born in the soul of your your own, the soul, soil, soul, eh, close, of your own city. We're, we're helping cultivate conversations of people that are in your town and, and people that you know. And there's something so beautiful when we come together with people across denominations, across the theological spectrum, or even just like different, not everyone's necessarily a pastor, quote unquote, that's doing different kind mm-hmm. of work. So just stepping outside of your silo and um, connecting with other people, it's incredible. And then for people who are, you know what, I have this feeling like I'd like to try something or do something. It kind of demystifies the experience by coming and hearing from other people because it's not a success overnight. Like for Andrew, you know, they started in 2015. So someone might see this very fancy, wonderful event and think, wow, easy for him, you know, and it's like, no, like this is he's been slogging at this for a while. And I think it's it's um, helpful to see other people in action, helpful to hear the stories of other people. Um, it's just a, it's an inspiring time. So we'd be more than happy to help facilitate something like that in your city. So just drop us a line and, uh, uh, we'd love to talk to you. So L another action item from today's podcast, how do people stay connected to the new leaf conversation? Well, the best way to do that's on our website, newleafnetwork.ca. We're constantly updating it with content, blogs, podcasts, also event information, and some of our training, like our New Leaf Design Shop, Transformational Coaching, Discernment Weekends, all that stuff is there. And some of the new stuff that we're trying to uh, to get going as well, we'll, we'll let you know about it. But we would love to uh, keep up with you there. Facebook, Instagram, all those places Even as well. if you like email, sorry to interrupt, but even if you like email, you can sign up for our newsletter and- Absolutely. Uh, that'll come to you on a regular basis. So there's lots of ways to stay connected to this conversation. Even messenger pigeons. We have, we've been experimenting with that. We have. We've lost a few. A few, a few soldiers have passed away, but we we're giving it a shot. We're working on it. We're trying to make sure that we hit you on all levels. I'd like carrier turtles, but, uh, pigeons, uh, I got voted down. So pigeons it is. And also, you know, we would love for you, if you listen to the podcast, like, Give us a, a review maybe on on your favorite uh, ways that you consume. Reviewing app. Yeah. We, we ha- we've just read some recently. I, I didn't realize we had reviews. So thanks. They've been nice. Yeah, they have. <laughs> and I guess they're helpful. <laughs> and we've never asked for them before. <laughs> so, so 2019. 2019. Yeah. It's a different year, friends. It's We're going to do year. something different. Yeah, and it's great. I mean, it helps people find us and it, uh, it it's good. It lets people know that uh, we're... we're we're, we're out there. So thanks for all the support, the love for listening. And again, if you have someone you know of a story to share, someone who you think should be on the podcast, or maybe you have a story that you'd mm-hmm. like to share, contact us. We are uh, always looking for new stories, always looking for different content. So hit us up. We would love to uh, connect with you. All right. We'll see you later, friends. Bye-bye. Bye, friends. <laughs>